Oh boy. Are you okay? No, I'm trying to turn my phone on silent. Oh, all right. Well, hey, everybody. Hey. While Shannon tries to turn her phone on silent, I'll just say, welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast. Did it. Podcast with dummies. Talk about movies. And uh, speaking of dummies, you have an iPhone. All you do is flip a switch. Never. It's a tiny switch. (laughs) It's hard to switch. You have tiny... No, you ways. So... Yeah. Okay. Who are you? Movie Dummies Podcast. I am Joe, and with me this week is Shannon. Hello. Angela. Hi. And Matt. Hello. No AA Ron. He's MIA for another week. Um, hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later and tell us a crazy fucking story. But until then, let's talk about some bullshit. What y'all been doing? Um. So I have been watching the hell out of Apple TV Plus shows man apple tv does not seem to be able to make a show that's not good so far they're like the marvel of tv kind of i mean it 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 was amazon prime they still got bangers amazon does i i'm sure they do i just haven't been in on any of them lately but i i think i i didn't think for a long time that anybody was going to rival amazon prime for you know, pure for the ratio of, of content versus quality content. And they certainly are working real, they're working their asses off. And that is apparent. They just can't put out a, a bad show, it seems. So, yeah. Um, I'm with you so far. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I, I've been watching, or I, I, Watch the latest episode of After Party. Mm-hmm. So good, it's still, still really good. Um, I, I feel like it's just so utterly watchable and so entertaining. Like I, I don't know when you first started talking about it, I expected it to just kind of be like uproariously funny, laugh out loud, you know, joke every minute. You know, I expected it to be something that it is not, and. But what it is, what I find it to be, is incredibly entertaining. Entertaining. Yeah, I mean, smart, it's not, clever. It, yeah, it's smart comedy. It's not like, yeah. it's not in your face like, uh, whatever. It's it's very subtle. It's very well written, and I just love how every episode is like a different genre. It's so fun. Like this latest episode was like a can't hardly wait style teen yeah. movie, but. Everything yeah. went wrong. So wrong. <laughs> Instead Everything of like how it would so go wrong. in the movie, it went the exact opposite way. And that was funny. Like, yeah, it's not, but it's not funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're not laughing out loud. You're not even, I, I didn't even think I chuckled to myself even once. Like, but, but the whole time I've got a huge grin on my face and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah. Cause it's so well done. Right. Yeah. And just, uh, um, I mean, holy cow. I, I probably laughed a couple times. Like, every time that Walt came in and everyone's like, who? And it's like, every single time I thought it was funny. <laughs> it never got I mean, old. I mean, it's it's definitely funny. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the record and say Walt did it for sure. Like, I mean, it seems that's, that way. That's where, I, that's where I think it's going. That's, that's the only... I'm sure it's not what's going to be. I'm sure they're going to surprise me, but that's what I would. That's what I'm expecting. 
I think someone said something to Eugene and he jumped and killed himself. Oh, that that absolutely could be. He's a very could weak, be it too. weak individual. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, you know, I'm along for the ride. I love everybody involved and I can't wait to see more. I, I, I hope that I really want to see a musical in the future with Ben Schwartz in it. I think that would be. Very, that would be a lot of fun. A very nice thing to sure. happen out of this. Yeah. Um, I've also I also watched this week's episode of Suspicion. Still good. I'm still in it. Um, I'm I'm interested to see where this is gonna go. I've yet to start it, but I probably. Uh, will. Um, I recommend it. I, I I think it's 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 well done. It, it's a serious. You know, it's not funny. It's it's a very serious drama. Done it, kind of thing. Um, but it's it's very well done. It's very well written and well acted. They're they're doing a good job. I never would have I never would have thought that Raj would be a compelling dramatic character. <laughs> he is. He, he is I? for sure. I don't know because he did comedy so well. I, I really enjoyed him as Raj, and and I thought he was he did a good job being funny and goofy, and I I don't know I didn't really see him going the other way with that. Gotcha. But um, but he does it really well. I highly recommend it. Um, I also started the servants. The servants. This week. Servants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that creepy show. With- um. Harry Potter person? Yeah. Rupert Weasley. Grin, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it is, I'm only like four or five episodes into the first season and it is bizarre. Uh-huh. Um, like it, it's, you know, it's M. Night Shyamalan uh-huh. doing his thing it, and it's, it's like if it were just a hair more bizarre i'd be out i I would not be interested like i'm barely interested now Mm. but drama is going to come though and it's going to catch you both by surprise and like completely expected but you're not gonna (laughs) it's like you want to reject the idea of it i don't know i don't want to like speak for you but that's what happened to me like when it all came crashing down it was like obvious but at, at the same time i was like i don't want this to be true because they do it so well. Right. I think the drama in the show is handled with a very nice touch and it's very expertly done. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's uh I mean again, I'm I'm only in the first handful of episodes, so I don't really at this point as the viewer, I don't really have any idea what's going on. I'm barely following the series of events. <laughs> I think the very first episode begins with Sean, right? He picks up the baby by his leg. Not, it's not the very first. It is in the ep- the first episode, yes. Um, that 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 happens. That he picks up the doll by its leg, but we, the viewer, don't know it's a doll yet. Right. Did that freak you out? I was just kind of like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I, I mean, I was definitely, "What the fuck?" What just happened? And right. Jason and I looked at each other and we're like, what? 
And then, you know, he's holding it in his lap and then it zooms in. I'm like, oh, it's a doll. Yeah. Why is it a doll? What the, what the hell's happening? Enjoy. And and now that I know and and you know, I know it's M. Night Shyamalan, so in the so I'm watching the show and in the back of my mind I'm trying to find the twist. There's no twist. Right? Not really. But I'm trying to find it anyway. Like I'm try I'm like maybe maybe it's gonna turn out that Sean's crazy and it was never a doll. Maybe that's the twist. Maybe it's you don't, know, don't maybe it was always twist. a baby. It's very like, straightforward. Okay. This it's more um, like lost in that there's something going on, but they're never going to tell you. I don't like that. They'll tell you a lot. Well, they haven't told us yet, anyways. Gotcha. Um. So, I think I recommend this show. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Come on. Um. I, I'm not like. I'm not sure at, at this point, I'm not even sure that I'm going to finish it. So I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm okay recommending it. Like, I feel like I'm probably going to finish it because I'm going to, because I'm just too curious. I just, I, I'd thing. like it's, to see you're going to have where it's watching. <laughs> right. Like I, I want to see what the story they're going to tell is. Because I, I honestly don't have any idea what it is. I, I don't know. I don't know what All they're I can trying say is to say. It's good. The story that they're going to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Every time so, I watch Joe watch it, I'm like, okay, I just can't do it again. And like, I don't. And I come back. Un- I'm like, what the f is happening? The the DNA of the show is unsettling. It is. It is unsettling. It's yes. unsettling and unnerving in a way that, like, you know, um, Scott's tots is. <laughs> it's just not played for comedy. It's, it's played for like yeah, no. cringe. Just, just to make you feel the servants just make this supposed to make you feel like, and they do this through the, the sound structure of the show and the way that it's shot, which there's a lot of inventive camera work in the show yeah. because it's very close quarters mm-hmm. and you're, you're supposed to feel unnerved. Like, yeah, like at the, any well, second, the rug can be taken out from under you and you sit there and you wait the entire time you're watching the show, not knowing when it's coming. I mean, even, and, and you mentioned the camera work, even like the framing is mm-hmm. odd sometimes it's very close on purpose. Because it's meant to be watched. It's almost as if they thought about people watching it on their phone. But it's I'm not, not always. Say, go ahead. It's not always very close. No. And it's not always centered. Like no. the, the object of focus is not in the center of the, of the frame. Not and that always. in and of itself is unsettling because, well, it's because we have <laughs> they're making room for the other thing that's there. Right, right. I, I but it's it, Mhm. I feel like what they're uh, what they're trying to accomplish, they are doing very well. Right. Yeah, Whether yeah. or not it's for me yet, I I don't know, but it they're definitely very purposefully doing something and succeeding at it. I mean, the other thing, like when, when the subject of the, the, the shot is not center frame and you see like behind them, you're waiting for something to pop out. Right. Right. But then nothing ever comes. It's it's adding to your nervousness. They're playing with convention in the same, like in ways that like arrival did and other movies like that. I, I just really enjoy what they're doing and it's, I don't know that Shamalama Ding Dong is doing more than producing it. I'd have to look that sure. up. But I, I don't know. Whoever's don't know. in charge of the show, the showrunner, 
I mean, applause to you. Yeah, they're doing an excellent job. You you are very purposefully trying to do something and you are succeeding. Okay. I don't I don't think I can get back on that train. I think it's only meant um, for a select few. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know that I would recommend that you watch like I don't know that I recommend anybody watch it. I, I honestly don't know that I'm gonna keep watching it. I, I it's not necessarily for everybody. That's mm. that's for damn sure. Um mm. the last thing that I wanna talk about um is I I listened to Supernatural Then and Now. Thank you, Shannon, yeah, so very much for your recommend- recommendation. I enjoyed it very, very much. I'm caught up with the first four episodes or whatever, and it is delightful. I hope exactly it, what I was hoping it was going to be. I hope that it stays like this and it doesn't go the way of uh, Scrubs and Office Ladies where it starts off where they're actually talking about what happened behind the scenes and then all of a sudden they stop talking about that. Um, his office lady stopped talking about that. I, I haven't gotten back into it. They kind of September. were like just more chit chatting about like bullshit, not really like about the making of the show. Just like, hey, remember when we used to go here? Like, um, it's behind the scenes, but it's more like of a personal nature. Right. Yeah, I don't care about that. That's why I got out of Scrubs. Yeah. That's why I liked Office Ladies because they weren't doing that. I'm I'm sad. Anyway. Our printer just like <laughs> turned on randomly. But it is super delightful just to hear <laughs> the show talk about making the show, not just bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it so far it is super fun. I I really enjoyed uh Serge La for whatever his yeah. his French Canadian name is. I really enjoyed what he had to say about it and Robert Singer um, is hilarious in that he's like a curmudgeon. Right. <laughs> kind of like Bobby. <laughs> right? It's so perfect. <laughs> that made me laugh. It's almost as if it's almost as if the character was not just named after him, right. but Well, we got a sourpuss. It's gotta be Bob Singer. <laughs> right. <laughs> um I'm glad you like it. I really enjoyed it. So far I'm really so good. I'm glad you let me know about it, and and it has allowed me to break free from Harry Potter for the first time since September, so now I'm getting back into my podcast and getting caught up, so thank you very, very much. I had to do something. I'm all alone in my car now. There's no one talking, like, every moment that there's silence, <laughs> so I was like, I need... To listen to something? You have to fill the vacuum uh, with something or else you might have to actually have thoughts. Yeah. So I was like, oh, look, there's this cool podcast app that Joe keeps telling me I should listen to things. So, And I started with something boring, NPR, and I was like, I want something fun. So, Yeah, NPR is, is very boring. I, I mean, you know, when they yeah. talk about stuff you're interested in, it's still boring, but you're <laughs> interested in it. So it's fine mostly the war in Ukraine and Russia right now, but there's some other stuff if, they talk about. Interesting. If you don't like silence, you can become schizophrenic. Oh, so. We're never alone. There you go. <laughs> so then the silence has to be it's even an more upside down everything. Yeah. I, 
wanted to watch Supernatural while the podcast was going, and I so far have only watched like two episodes. So uh, we'll see if I can jump back into that boat too. Is that show done with? Like, or do they Supernatural? Yeah, yeah. That's correct. It oh yeah, went fifteen seasons. And it finished in, what, 2015? 2020. 2020. 2020. Because it started in 2020. 2005. Wow. Well, technically, 2021, it finished. Like, it, the last season started in 2020, and it finished in 2021. Yeah, because of the pandemic. That's what I'm excited. Like, I'm looking forward to hearing about the very end. Because I know that it changed. Yeah, pretty radically. Radically because of, you know, the whole pandemic. So I'm looking forward to that podcast, which, you know, it's kind of a bummer they started at the beginning. I kind of, you know, was hoping maybe they'd go backwards. I know that sounds weird, but it would make sense to talk about the most recent things and then go to the past. They they also, they inadvertently address why the show looked much more expensive at the beginning versus the later seasons. Yes. And that yes, one number one, they hadn't said it out loud, but it's the facts. Uh Jensen and Jared started making a lot more money. Yeah. But I don't think the show's budget ever changed. I don't think so either. So <laughs> you have to start making the episodes for cheap. And that's like when they said in the first season they didn't have one permanent set the first few seasons, like all of a sudden they get a bunker and a permanent set cuts down on cost. Uh, yep. They had, they had one permanent set, but it was always changing was the hotel rooms. Yeah. It was the same set. Just constantly. They just, right, they just swapped out carpet but they had and wall. To, and... Right, but they had to do that constantly, which right. costs time and money. Which means it's not permanent. So right. that does explain a lot. I wish, I wish upon a star that they could have just, I don't know, but it, it's a financial thing. You have to make the show make money or else it's no longer financially viable to continue. But at the same time, I don't know. I think I would have rather had 12 episodes produced at the quality of the first season. Than 20. Sure, but that that idea wasn't in existence yet. You know, this I'm aware. it was still but still, right, if we're, it was if we're still talking in about a, season five and beyond. Because when do they find the bunker? It's not until like uh, season eight or something. season eight or nine, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, if we're talking about okay, we really need to start cutting costs, give them the same X amount of dollars for 12 episodes, and give me something that is... Because that first season, a lot of that stuff is X-Files in that it's mm-hmm. it's cinema quality. Yeah. If you had seen these scenes on a movie theater, you would not be like, this is cheap. No. And, like, that's... I don't know. I, get, I don't really have a problem with what they did, but... You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Little mermaid, I just want more. <laughs> but in this, in and in this day and age, with hindsight, it's easy to say that you know, you know, most TV series nowadays are 10, 12 episodes for that very reason because they want to put out a better product. Right. Well, I mean, some but, some shows aren't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, some shows are. But <laughs> whatever, I like the rookie. Most of it's garbage, and they're. What? Uh, and they're sorry. Um, they're only twelve episodes, fourteen episodes now. 
Um, the rookie? Yeah. Yeah. No, they've already Last done 14 season. this season. I'm pretty sure the season's about over. It's Is it April yet? No. Well, there you go. But they're only putting out an episode every other week. No, we'll they're see. not putting out weekly episodes. Let's see what IMDb says. Keep talking. Anyway, back, you know, when this show started, it was 2005. Even at, you know, even by 2010, we, we still were not getting here in the United States 10, 12 episode seasons of television. It just didn't happen. You had a, a season of television was 20, 22, 24 episodes of episodes that just was there were there weren't any i know if you were going to deviate from that you were no longer a television show you were a mini series so uh, unfortunately it probably never occurred to anybody that just doing less episodes at a better quality was was possibility well, season four of the rookie will have 22 episodes whoa okay Maybe it was just last season that was short because of the pandemic or something. Yeah, they had 14. They had 20 in season yeah. two. I like the rookie. I don't I don't have any issues with the quality of the rookie. I hopped out already. Like, I don't know if I want to hop back in. Fair enough. Nathan Fillion's also on Resident Alien, so I can get my fix that way. <laughs> there you go. I just want to buy a poster of him. Ooh. There you go. Put it over your Start, uh a life-size cardboard cutout, please. No, oh. <laughs> With some holes cut in strategic places. <laughs> what? Ew. Gross, 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 gross. <laughs> Matt, what have you been doing other than, you know, staring at Nathan Fillion above your bed? Uh, I watched three television shows and I played three video games. Dang, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, so start somewhere. It's only six. You guys are bad at math. Um... <laughs> So the one show I want to talk about is Bubba Fett, so we can probably just wait. keep that. Yeah, wait for now. Um, I also watched... Tease. What? I said you're a tease. Uh, yeah. I also watched uh, the last season of Give The Good Place. Me, the Good Place. I haven't watched it yet, so no spoilers. Oh, my lord. The last season of The Good Place? I have not. I haven't even Why? seen The Good Place yet. I watched season three, and then season four wasn't out yet. But it's out. It's been out. But yeah, also, since season four has aired, there's also been a shit ton of really awesome TV and movies that I've watched. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I kind of forgot Shannon about it. You'd like it. Oh, I'm going to love it. I know it, but it's just, you know. No, I, I said, haven't... Shannon, watch The Good Place. You're going to oh, like, yeah. love it. Okay. She watched season one. Yeah, I gotta get back. I'll like yeah, I kind of forgot about it. I don't know why. I was always like, after season three, I was like, well, I'll just have to wait for season four. This, yeah, it was the same. And then it, it got ingrained into my brain that I'd just still be waiting. And then I realized it's been like a year and a half before uh, since the season aired and all that. And I was like, oh, probably watch this. Was it the discussion of that start? movie with Kristen Bell that made you want to go back and watch it? No. When you first started talking about it on the feed, I got really confused. I was like, wait, was there a whole new season that I have no idea I didn't know existed? I thought the show was over. I was very confused. I'm sorry. Like, oh. oh, he must be talking about the 
episode, or the me, season was, that aired a while ago. There was at least one, maybe two, Good Place alums to pop through uh, the girl across the street from the woman in the window or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, they're just maybe. comedy, just a ton of comedy people who happen to be in a lot of different stuff. Right. Okay. I, yeah, season four. Wow, it's uh, still comedy, but it, it hits you in the feels. And it's weird because uh, I don't know how many episodes there are. There fourteen episodes, but yeah, it's not a long season. Episode nine is like, oh, this is where the show ends. Awesome, but then it goes on for five more episodes. So it's and there's like two more times where you're like, oh, they're ending it here. Cool. And then they so don't. it's that's confusing. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's kind of like how the show went, right? Because like after season two, it's like, well, where the hell do they go from here? But uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But they went somewhere and it was a fun place and I enjoyed it. Holy shirt. Um, (laughs) I also watched uh, Vox Machina. Um, I'm all caught up. Um, it's real good. Real good. It's interesting to see because I hadn't watched the web series, um, but I read a synopsis, and strangely enough, like the cart, the anime uh, starts where like I had left off from the web series. So it was uh, a continuation the... of their characters. Yeah. A lot of the events are changed, though, and Does I'm not... Does it really matter? Do, like, or can you just watch it? I, yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, it, I, I mean, it, yeah, it shouldn't I matter. I don't want to have but... FOMO, Matt. What? Huh? I said I don't want to have FOMO. What's FOMO? Yeah. Fear of missing out. You guys don't know what FOMO is? Oh, oh. No, no, no. Because I, I still haven't seen the web series, but the weird thing is, is, like, I wish... I'm not one of the type of people who, like, one of those nerds that's like, oh, they deviated from the original material. It's ruined. However, now that I've read, like, what they did in the web series, I'm kind of disappointed slightly in the anime. Like, they didn't do some of the things that happened in the uh, the web series. But okay. it'd be what it'd be, I suppose. Um, it's it's got a lot of comedy, uh, a lot of action. Um, there's a couple hilarious parts that I just cracked up at in this past episode. The quality uh, of the first like eight episodes varies between somewhere between like a six and an eight and a half, but the whole episode of episode nine is like ten the whole way through. So. Okay. Uh, Jinx. You can't talk till I say your name. Neener, neener, neener. That's not my name. <laughs> well, that's what she said. Yeah, and then uh, then I played some video games. Um, I played a game called Vampire Survivors. Uh, I'd seen on the internet that it was like the latest craze and everybody's playing it and blah, blah, blah. Somehow it managed to get a 99% uh, rating on Steam, mm. which wow. blows my mind because usually there's at least 3% of gamers that are like, oh, it sucks just because I say so. 
but uh yeah the it's crazy how how much people like this and i kind of can kind of see why it's super addicting and very fun um you really can't beat the price i think i got it for like three bucks not on sale so lots of lots of fun okay so you played two other ones yeah i played uh resident evil zero is that like the beginning Yes, it takes place before the events of the first game, which is interesting, I suppose. Um, I didn't get very far in it. I played like an hour and a half. I like it so far. It's kind of like how Resident Evil used to be back in the day, where uh, you go to turn a corner, but because of the way the a the camera angle is, it would just have you turn around, which is hmm. fun. Okay. Uh. It's weird because it's like a co-op, though you can play by yourself. So you like <laughs> switch, you switch between characters okay. in a menu. Oh, cool! Resident yeah, it's, Evil. It's interesting. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil zombies, right? Yes. Okay. Well, and it's a virus, and it turns—it's more than zombies, but yeah. Yeah, it's like monsters and stuff. Uh, then I played This is the President. Um, oh. I, <laughs> okay. I talked about last week about This, this is, is the Police. police right? Yeah, oh. it's from the same developers. It's a completely different game. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if I recommend it. I, I, I enjoy playing it, but <laughs> sorry, it's weird. A lot of the events have this sort of arbitrary reasoning behind them where like, okay, you've got conflict between these racist people and these immigrants and it's like well how do we solve that and the correct solution through playing is by throwing a big party in the middle of the city well sure that's you, that's how, that's any how of the other things you do lead to disaster but if you throw a party in the middle of the city everything goes well and it's like that is like a total wag the dog thing though like you just look look at here you know <laughs> yeah i mean that's how we do things right yeah. I don't know if I like it, but I do enjoy playing the game itself. So, why do you think the NFL still exists, Matt? For why do you think it still there is absolutely no reason it should still be around with all the fucking things we know about CTE and uh, the financial problems these people go through and the suicides and the murders and all this shit? Uh, it shouldn't exist, other than to keep us placated. Yep. Keep us looking at something else. We need barbaric sport for the masses, goddammit, and boxing's not popular anymore. That's true. Um, yeah, MMA is popular, though, so that's, that's something. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all the games I played and the shows I watched besides Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Okay, awesome. so do I go next or does Joe go next? Okay, I'll go next. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, I because uh, I've been watching all week Fringe. Fringe is um, fucking amazing, man. I've been like really pushing through. I think I'm on season, season four, four, which is <laughs> why when Boogie said <laughs> coming into season four, you'd be lost because you'd be fucking lost. So I was like, what season are you in? I was like, four. 
It's what is the show about? I, I have such a love for that show, and I've seen it multiple times, but I'm watching season four, and I don't remember any of this shit, like, specifically. <laughs> like, I remember kind of what's going on, and I know the end game, and I know the results, but it's like, how fun is that? To see something that good for the first time again. <laughs> my kids introduced it to my parents over Christmas break, and I just kept watching it because I was so sick. Oh, yeah. So After I'd... your mom goes, that sounds stupid. And now she's been watching it nonstop, too. How about? Uh, Fringe uh, is like a science drama. It's like X-Files, but weirder. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. It's got, um, oh, my goodness. Joshua Jackson. Who's? Anna Torv from, you know her from Mindhunter, Matt. She's the lesbian. Never seen it. Psycho- you never saw Mindhunter? Mm. Oh shit! All the talking we did about that show on here. Oh, uh, it's she's such a good. She's Australian. Uh, she's like got reddish hair. Joshua Jackson is Pacey from Dawson's Creek, right? John Noble. John Noble, you know, you've seen oh. him and shit. He's I'm great. sure. He's, He's Charlie he from that, Mighty Ducks. He ate that tomato in uh, Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> mm, tomato. John Noble's fucking amazing. Dude, when I looked it up on Well, John Noble's in Safari. uh in uh the show with John a show that just got canceled. It says science uh, fiction supernatural show. drama. So is it like uh like a meme files kind of thing where uh it's supernatural stuff but it's like shit you find on the internet? No, it's no. it's more like this guy created all these weird fucking experiments while high with his buddy in the 70s. And now people took all their work and they're actually doing it and it's all fucked up. Here's the synopsis. It's an FBI agent who's assigned to the fringe division in which she investigates unusual crimes and occurrences. Assisting her in her investigation once institutionalized Dr. Walter Bishop and his jack of all trades son Peter and another agent known as Astrid. Their team investigates cases of science gone awry and discover awry. connections Sorry, to their own past and to the parallel universe as the team explores life and solves cases in these interconnected worlds. New discoveries and complications continue to arise. It's kind of 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's quite good. Oh, it must be good then. Yeah. They, they do a jump the shark move between four and five, but it doesn't jump the shark. It's fucking dope. Yeah, jump I, the shark. What does really that mean? Uh, you don't know what the term a jump the shark grab. means. Yeah. No, something jump the shark doesn't mean a ratings, ratings grab. It means you do something yeah. so fucking ridiculous in your show that it ruins it. it sure, li- but it literally the, comes the from purpose... Happy Days when he jumped the shark and it ruined the yeah, show. Yeah, but the right, but the purpose was supposed to be to grab ratings. No, it's because they ran out of creativity on the show. Sure, and that... they thought that yeah. they would get better rating if they did a ridiculous stunt. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's... I, I guess everything's about ratings, but I think of it more as like on the creative side. It says that it was due to declining viewership in season three. They moved it to the Friday night death slot. Mm-hmm. And it failed from there. Fail! Yeah. It's a good show. It's a good show. I think it's worth a, a watch if you've never seen it. I've probably rewatched now. This is my fourth time uh, rewatching the series. I enjoy it. It. I like the science of it. It's not like fake, so but it speak. is. But yeah. But yes. But they're using a real scientific explanation to what's happening to something that couldn't happen. I guess. 
there's plausibility to to a lot of it in that there are scientific theories based on like almost everything that they're discussing yes yeah possibility and plausibility are you know not necessarily the same thing correct and so yeah i recommend this show i'm gonna continue watching it of course um, I've also been listening to the podcast Supernatural then and now. I'm not as far ahead as you guys. I have one more episode to listen to. Um, I think they come out each week, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to savor it. And then I'm listening to NPR. <laughs> I don't know why, because I need something else to listen to. I've also been, oh my gosh, trying my best not to sing Encanto songs oh. all day long. You want to talk about Encanto? Well, I've watched it now three more times. The kids have been watching it I watched it, it for the first time. So, yes. Well, you I can still haven't it. seen it, but it's the first time Maddie ever asked to watch a movie with Encanto. It's yeah. really, really good. Really, really good. It's... Get your Kleenex out. <laughs> That's all you have and to say. And <laughs> all I have to say is, damn, Rosa! <laughs> Stephanie Beatrice is the main character and she can sing, boy. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. You know she can her. sing. She was in that in the heights. Yeah, no, but she, it's she doesn't even sound like her. No. If I didn't tell you who it is and you didn't look it up, you would have never guessed. It's like different. She's got a different she's an actress. She's playing a sure. character. Yeah. She's doing a phenomenal job. Yes. She deserves to be recognized for it, which sucks that she probably won't. Oh, I'm sure she would be. But the kids have been listening to it. I have the soundtrack. I've been listening to the soundtrack. The tunes are all catchy. Um, well done. Yep. I'm I'm beautifully impressed. animated. Yes, it is beautiful. The the fluid sims and the sand. Oh my gosh! They, I mean, the computer power to make this shit must have been insane. That it was amazing. I agree. I. I totally agree. Just, it, I mean, you just get enthralled. If you're an animation nerd, you're going to love it. So you need to watch it. Yeah. Soon. Matt, too. Yep. Take the dive. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, because we're going to talk about Boba Fett last, the last thing I watched was a movie on Netflix. It was called The Kindness of Strangers. Oh, goodness. Um has everybody in it. I was kind of watching. I was I was working on some shit, and she was watching it. It's got, like, Bill Nighy, and it's got Jay Baruchel, and it's got... Is it, is it Sorceronin? Is, is that who it was? Uh, Zoe... Who are you talking about? I don't know. I couldn't remember. Sorceronin? I'm trying to look at who he's talking about. Uh, Jay Baruchel? Bill him. Knightley? I know. Nighy. Nighy. Zoe Zoe Kazan, that's Kazan. who it was. Yeah, she's she's really good. Zoe Kazan. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I guess I wanted to cry this morning as I was taking apart Legos. Yeah, I saw a preview for it, so I turned it on. It's a story about people in New York how they become intertwined, and they help out this woman and her two kids, and show kindness to her, and it. Fate brings them all together. So, yeah. I I highly recommend it. It's a good watch. It's a short watch. It's not very long. Um, That's it, what you meant by short? Well, I don't know exactly how long it is. It was 
<laughs> it was just funny. I think you said, I it's short. It's not very long it because it was in the category of like ninety minute movies. Maybe <laughs> I'm like sometimes when I don't want to sit down and watch a two hour movie, I look for those specific categories and I'm like, okay, I can do this. It's weird. Those are short films now. It's yeah. opening week okay. in the U.S. and Canada was eight hundred and thirty nine dollars. Oh, it is a two hour. Yeah, it won some awards. It's too. total gross so far is twenty seven hundred bucks. Aw, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. I don't ha- know that it had like a wide theatrical release. They probably wanted it. It's it's on Netflix, is it? Yep. They probably just wanted it to be available for Oscars or something, so they put it out in a couple cities. Gotcha. I recommend it. It's not horrible. It's it's a good flick. It looked good. Yeah, I cried, of course. But let's talk about some other stuff. Joe, happy thoughts? Happy thoughts. Yeah, what, I watched more After Party. I already talked about it. It's fucking great. Uh, the Servant's real good. Uh, I've been watching another... I don't know if you guys are aware of who Harlan Corbin is. No. Uh, I'm not 100% sure who Harlan Corbin is, but here's here's my guess. is He writes uh, like like mystery novels, but at a rate of like a Danielle Steele or a Debbie McCumber. Like he has a shit ton of them, and then almost... Every other, like once a year at least, there's a, a series made of a book he wrote. Oh. So like there's maybe seven or eight Harlan Corbin series that are on Netflix right now. I didn't even know this. They're all pretty fucking good too. What's the series? Well, the newest one I've been watching is called Stay Close. It's the wildest one yet. Huh. It's wild. <laughs> like I had to like go back and read synopsises from like the other episodes to remember like because there's so much <laughs> drama it's amazing okay it's so amazing it, is so, it like, amazing kind of yeah uh <laughs> the previous ones aren't like this so what's a previous there, one there's like drama like there was very famously uh there was one called what the fuck is it called a stay i don't know oh, yeah and it I've had, seen I've seen posters for that. Had Michael C. Hall in it. Yeah. In England, boy from I think he's from North Carolina, doing a British accent. Cool. In front of British people every day. <laughs> yeah. Neat. I've never seen anything that brave before in my life. Hmm. And, but that's that one's a little more straightforward. It's like a mystery. They're all like murder mysteries, right? Uh, they're all pretty good, and then st- except for Stay Close, which I think is still good, but it's wild. Okay. Like, I don't know if anybody watched The Stranger mm. with Rip- Richard Armitage and a bunch of other people where a girl just walks up to him and's like, you need to have your kids DNA tested. They're not yours, and, like, leaves. And he's like, what the fuck? And his whole world starts falling apart. No. That'd be weird. Was she right? Were they yeah, not his? Yeah, they're not his, but, like, that's what her deal Creepy. is. She's, like, a blackmail artist. So, like, oh. that's a Harlan Corbin. Oh. They're all very different, but they kind of share the kind of some of the same DNA in that they're all like mystery drama. But this one's wild, guys. Stay close is wild. You gotta you gotta watch it. This is something that we would like watch and talk about. It's so. Could wild. you start it? Start any of these series randomly? Do, they don't. Are they, they're not of the same universe. No. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they're interconnected nope. in any way. You can watch. There's even one that's not even in English. It's they made it for like Dutch television or something. Oh. A Harlan Corbin. Okay. So the popularity is spreading outside of the UK. Oh, man. Get on that train. is fucking wild. Um, 
I also listened to a podcast, a new one. I've been listening to it, actually. I just haven't talked about it. It's called Solved Murders. Ooh. It's a Spotify show, so you have to listen to it on Spotify, which is annoying because you can't increase the speed in which you listen on Spotify, but whatever. Um, and I like it because it's uh, they tell you a story about a murder that happened that they solved, which I like. I don't like this unsolved bullshit sometimes. Sometimes I, I want to know what happened. <laughs> and then they have people voice acting it, like in dramatizations, a la like Rescue 911. <laughs> and it's like, it's not great. I don't think the voice acting is like great, but it's fun. Okay. It just adds a little layer, and it's something I haven't heard yet. Um, I, and I started to. with uh, one about a guy named Officer Ian Campbell. It was, uh, this was back in the day. Is he not here anymore? In 1963, this happened. Um, Ian and his partner were riding around, and they get like kidnapped by a couple hoods after they pulled him over for a traffic stop. And uh, it all goes downhill from there. Mm. Yeah. And then there was one about the Houston Candyman. I don't know if you know that story. Yeah. So it. I don't think I'd be interested in this. This stuff would scare me. The Houston Candyman, you, you don't ever really think about it, but he's like one of the most prolific serial killers of all time. Mm-hmm. Maybe a hundred. He killed like a hundred boys. Yeah. They don't know how many people he killed because he was killed before he could tell anybody how many people he killed. Yep. So it's... I don't know. I kind of like to think I can just adventure the world and there's no bad people out there, so... Yeah, well... I want to live in my daydream land. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it, though. Solved Murders, True Crime Mysteries. It's available on Spotify, even if you only have the free account, which okay. is all I have. Okay. And then Boba Fett. Y'all ready? Oh, yes. So, Hello. Grogu chose... Yay! Mando. Anybody surprised by that? Uh, um, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Well, I was really hoping to see him have both. Be like, I'm gonna just take both. Like, no, <laughs> I, they're gonna continue on with the stupid sequel trilogy. So Luke has to make all these mistakes, and he has to become a character we don't like. Right, right, right. Whatever. He redeemed himself in the end. God damn it! Why should he have to redeem himself? Because he did bad things, dumb things. Why would he do that? Because he's human. Whoever wrote the script sucks ass. I don't know. I would agree. <laughs> JJ, I'm looking at you, JJ. You fucking dick. Whoa, watch your mouth. Language. Fuck it, bitch. Fuck it, fuck you. Fucking cock ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I was more upset that Goguru wasn't showing us more of his abilities in this episode. We did get to see, you know, him take down the rancor i think that's the extent to his abilities but like he was jumping and doing other things well what's he gonna do jump but he could have jumped on top of the rancor and just put him to sleep like it it just seems so like <sighs> give me a little bit more and maybe they're holding back for a reason he's just not that powerful yet mm, gotcha yeah he's only like 50 years old and that's kind of the part where it's a little bit sad for me because you know if he would have stayed with Luke, you, we would have seen more from Goguru. But at this point, because he chose Mando, he's going to have to figure out his own powers on his own. 
and it's going to be a slower progression, which I guess I just need to be happy with. I don't know. I mean, you never know. He could, um, you know, we don't know how Yoda exactly came to his ability. We don't know if that race is. Well, we don't know anything about them. Uh, actually, we do know that all the ones that have been introduced canonically have been like force sensitive. So, well, yeah, they. Oh. It's I mean, kind of their I think, thing. I think canonically, what we know, especially, I think this came out in Kotor. I don't know if you remember this, Matt, because there was one of those little Yodas in Kotor. Mm -hmm. They are like almost born of the force. Huh. And none have ever chosen the dark side. Is that right? Uh, something like that, I guess. I don't remember that, but it's probably true. Interesting. Hmm. That game was so long ago. Yeah, it was, you know, 2001 or something? 2003, I think. Oh, it's old. Dude, you called it. When we were watching the show and Boba Fett went to go get the Rancor because the droids came out and I was like, I was yelling at my TV. I'm like, just get under them. <laughs> I've seen so much Clone Wars of yeah. them training against these droids. I'm like, hello, get under their shield. Like, ugh, I was yelling at my TV. But when Boba Fett went to go get the Rancor, it was really a game changer there. I enjoyed that. Well, you knew it was going to happen. I guess I didn't. Oh, well, I knew it was going to happen. They didn't show us enough for me to think about the Rancor. They, they set up this whole fucking bullshit from the guy, the trainer. He's like, when you ride a Rancor, you're the best or whatever. I don't remember what he, exactly what he said, but it was like, you're just waiting for that moment where Boba Fett's going to come riding out on a Rancor. And there's like these giant droids are around. I'm like, okay, here's the moment. He's going to come back riding the Rancor. I guess I didn't see it. I'm so sorry. I'm not a Rancor fan. I, I do have a problem with the Book of Boba Fett. With the what? The, the show's existence. They just should have called it the Mandalorian season <laughs> three. <laughs> Do you think they called it the Book of Boba Fett because he? It's... Oh, go ahead. Well, I think I don't know what they were thinking, but the fact that they could have called it the Mandalorian and then just put Boba Fett in it. Do you think that would have made more sense? Or the fact that it's trying to prelude what happened to Boba Fett and give you some backstory to where this is a chapter within the Mandalorian world and we're just going to slip this in here to introduce this character. Because it would be nice to have a, maybe a book of Fennec too and find out her past and how she became. Guys, Boba Fett's a villain. Well, obviously. He's not the good guy. He's not is the he the, He's yes. kind of like neutral. No. And here's why. Here's my theory. Here's here's my synopsis. You ready? He cannot, because of what happened to him when he was a kid, and you know his dad dying like that. His dad, his fucking DNA donor, dying his like that. Clone. <laughs> he doesn't like he, he. There's something wrong with him, and that he doesn't want all these people to die. He doesn't have any sort of attachment. He didn't have any attachment to Fennec Strand. He doesn't have much. To uh, Cobb. No, Bane. No, Cobb Vanth. Vanth. So, like, why is he resurrecting these people? Like, that's that's villain shit. Well, obviously, he has his own self motives involved. I would he's, agree with you there. He's very gray, like you said, Matt. He's kind of 
neutral in a lot of ways, but I think we're going to see him become a villain. Cool. Bring it on. I'm all for it. You know, and if you haven't seen Clone Wars, you wouldn't understand some of the connections, some of the lines that were actually made in this episode between him and what's his name? Blueface? Cad Bane. Yeah, because he actually, when he was a kid in Clone Wars, um, did some not so good deeds with him. Yeah. And they have history. They have history. And it's um you can't just randomly watch a series for that episode either. No. It just doesn't make sense. But I do ha- like how they're connecting. They're trying to make those connections. And it didn't matter to me how this guy looked. I love the outcome of what happened to him. You know, I wanted him to be done and over with. <laughs> He's not a good guy. Yeah. Uh, it's just that, you know, now that we know that Boba Fett was a clone, mm-hmm. right? There are so many more interesting clones mm. that we've been shown. And I hope that this is foreshadowing what's going to happen to Boba Fett, personally. It'd be, it'd be interesting. Because, obviously, whether he's good or bad, it would take an interesting path if they did that to him. I mean... Because he's they, hurt many people. It'll just be... I would, I would say don't be surprised when he becomes the villain to the Mandalorian. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think they're setting it up so he's more lighter gray. Cuz how many times do they throw the way the throw around the words, "Oh, you're getting soft." That's like true. a million? Right. I had but he's shifting and he'll shift his perspective based on what's necessary at the time whereas Mando is doesn't. Yeah. This is the way. And he lives or dies that way. I could see they have a, a wide playing field with this. Yeah. They could really take it in any direction it, that they want. It's just kind of unfair to Boba Fett, too, that they did do some interesting things with the same people, and there was a lot of interesting mm-hmm. stuff going on, and uh, they did spend some time doing some interesting things, but then, like, there's some really dumb shit. <laughs> Corridor Crew reviewed the speeder bike chase thing, Oh. and one of the guys goes, what's this, some fucking Robert Rodriguez bullshit? And he had no idea Robert Rodriguez directed the episode. Because <laughs> 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 it's like it looks like fucking Spy Kids, and I was oh, like, boy. "Oh, it does." <laughs> <laughs> and they brought up a lot of good points, which I think we talked about. Was like, why are all their speeder bikes so perfect and shiny? Yeah. So Star Wars, it's it's not utopia; it's dystopia. It should right. be like mangled together parts of bullshit. It should know? have been. That was very off. They don't look like they belong in the same city in Mos Espa, but whatever. Huh. Yeah, I think uh, I think people get ideas for Star Wars, and they're like, you know, they pitch it to whoever the boss is, and the boss is like, yeah, you can do that. Not knowing that they're going to fuck it up by making it all chromey and shiny. Well, if, it was, if they were just solid chrome, at least that design language has been seen. Yeah, I mean, the colorfulness, though. It def- definitely put a sort thumb out there because every there's nothing shiny in Clone Wars or like that, the, well totally when you get into misplaced. like the previous Galactic Republic things were shiny and new right you had those chrome ships that yeah the Naboo stuff the Naboo fighters were shiny but that was years ago but yeah but since dystopia fell in everything like the X-Wings are dirty the Millennium Falcons cobbled mm-hmm. together with duct tape 
you know? I can't yeah. remember. Does R2-D2 come with Gogur? He drops yeah. him off. He flies in there. That was So there's two issues I have with this episode. One is that they show R2-D2 dropping Grogu off, and then they're like, well, we're not going to tell you what happens to him. It's not like he's a major character in the series, in the entire uh, fucking IP or anything. I am Star Wars now. Mm. Um, <laughs> One of my favorite memes, by the way. <laughs> You're talking about R2-D2, right? Yeah, they okay. he gets off the ship, and then they never show him again. I know it's like. Don't you think your fans are going to be interested to see what he's doing? Yeah, is he staying? Do something with him, goddammit! Did he go R two or Grogu? R two. R two. Oh no, R two went home. Why? I want. That's bold of you to assume since they never showed anything. Well, you know he's not going to be part of it because they can't keep spending on this money on CG Luke. So. Well, yeah, I mean, they don't, he doesn't have to be with Luke, whatever, I don't, it's, exactly. it's whatever. I'm with Matt. I also had an issue where, as Joe had said, they um, built this whole immense backstory of um, Bubba Fett was being trained by, and well, first he was held captive by the Sand People, then he trained with them and fought for them and kind of became, you know, an honorary member or whatever. Yep. And so then he... Gets revenge, or so we think, and he's like, you know, he's got to be ruthless about it because they're bastards. So he gets revenge, and then at the end of the episode, they show Fennec Shan taking care of the actual revenge because they wanted her to do it. I don't know. I didn't. I I was disappointed. They they could have done something different there, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. I suppose they had to have Boba Fett, you know, fighting on the Rancor, and they had to have somebody skilled in kind of like the assassin work to kill them all, I suppose, but like they could have done it differently. There's no reason for it to have happened the way it did. And they shot it very awkwardly. Like we saw the whole fight scene and then you saw them all die, like at a separate moment towards the end. Like you would assume that these things were happening at the same time. Right. Well, I think the, the issue I think it was derived from an issue to something else. Like they didn't, they didn't budget for something or something happened where they were running out of time and they were like, let's just have Fennec Shan do this. And, you know, we can shoot Is it, for like five hours and then we're done. Do you think it's about um, plausible deniability? Like you're trying to make Bobo, Bobo, <laughs> Bobo, Boba as neutral as possible and that they're not going to make him be a cold blooded killer. But Fennec Shand is, you know, who gives a shit. Uh, I don't think that's the issue. I mean, he gunned down those bikers, like, as yeah. cold blood as you can get. Like, he didn't even tell him he was going to kill him. He just gunned him right down. Hmm. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it was just an issue with, like, something went wrong in the script or the, you know, their recording time. And they were like, well, we got to fix this. So let's just do this. Or maybe budget-wise, they couldn't afford to have another set something where they just kept them all in the same area and she killed them all in this one spot yeah <laughs> which i, I don't know i wish i what's that i just said where was this like it was is that like on the outskirts of town or something i assumed but we don't she know. had to like travel to yeah she had to travel to get there that's the, the thing point. is i just wanted uh i just wanted boba fett to have revenge you know again because the original revenge wasn't actually him getting revenge he was being duped yeah 
and it i mean they held, they set up this whole thing where like it's you kind of it's kind of upsetting that the sand people got wiped out like that so yeah you want revenge and then it just yeah mhm yeah uh i'm not sure it'll be interesting where we start in the mandalorian and if boba fett will be reintroduced like who knows like i don't, don't know. i don't know why uh, I don't know. Do they have to delineate, you think, between, like, IP with Star Wars? Like, does Obi-Wan need to be called Obi-Wan? Or should they just have, like, a show, a TV show called, like, Star Wars? And then, like, it'll be these eight episodes are going to be this, and then these eight episodes are going to be that. Then it's going to be about Ahsoka. Then it's going to be about that. Because, like, you mean- the book I'm of Boba sure. Fett was really, like, mid-chapter Mandalorian- so, like, each of these series are, like, books within a major book? And I know that The Mandalorian is their biggest IP right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I understand the business behind doing that. But, like, I don't know. I think- yeah, I think they kind of, uh, they're kind of having to tiptoe over shit because they fuck stuff up with a couple of the movie trilogies so bad that they're like, well, the fans didn't like this, so we got to do something different. And, you know, they don't want to delineate from the story they already built for whatever reason. So they, they get uh, John Favreau to do this amazing thing, but then they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker should be a total idiot still. Yeah. And should, stuff like should, that. I'm sorry, but they should get rid of the sequel trilogy in this. They should make either tell everyone that this is an Elseworlds tale or tell everyone that the sequel trilogy is an Elseworlds tale and that they're not of the same universe because I think Dave Filoni has an excellent, an excellent track record of making really high-quality Star Wars stories Hmm. that not only add to but legitimize the prequel trilogy. Like what he did with Clone Wars and what he did with Rebels... Mm-hmm. is Amazing. unsurpassed by anything that J.J. and Ryan Johnson did. And now you add John Favreau to the mix, who is an excellent filmmaker and producer in his own right, and who's using this technology to make things like cheaper and easier and better, especially for the actors on set who would like get to act in an environment now and not just against a blue background, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like... Just let them make a good story, not let make them have to adhere to the flaws. You know what I mean? Yep. And I know I know that saying full well that I just said he legitimized the prequel trilogy, but I think there's more good bones in the prequel trilogy than there was in the sequel trilogy. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's something to gnaw on for a little bit. I think the best thing to come out of the sequel trilogy is the character design for Kylo Ren. I think he's a dynamic looking yeah. character in that, you know, the way that he's designed. Yeah. His lightsaber's cool. His helmet was cool. He didn't have to be Ben Solo. Right. He could have been anybody. So, I mean. Like, they didn't even have to bring back Luke or Han or Leia. They didn't have to bring back any of them. I personally, I didn't need them for it. Somebody made a pretty good argument on Reddit the other day, and I didn't know how I felt about it at first, but I want to see what you feel about it, Star Wars fans. 
What if they just recast Luke? I'm not sure why um, Sebastian Stan hasn't got the job already. Like, yeah. what if they just recast him it? with anybody? Just like a good actor. Oh, so not Sebastian Stan? Yeah, just it doesn't have to be a like, look alike. <laughs> Sebastian Stan was a good actor. No, no, I mean because he looks like him also is like a really good reason to cast him. But what if he didn't exactly look like Mark Hamill? What if he just looked like him? Like I mean, but he does, and he's on board with you know being recast. So I don't see why not. But, is but I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Is like it doesn't have to be him. Like make Mark Hamill a producer on the show, right? Because he understands the character of Luke better than anybody except for George Lucas. So just have him work with whoever the actor is, and you'll get Luke Skywalker. But are you saying that Star Wars is Luke Skywalker? No, that but we what have I'm saying to have is, him to like, continue? the argument that they made on on the internet was that had they been so rigid in their decisions of casting, we would have never got Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And why would you want to be denied such a wonderful thing? Because Ewan McGregor was excellent as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. But what if they decided not to do that? What if they just decided to cast a blank face who acted out the parts and just plastered Alec Guinness's face on him? Oh, I see. It'd been weird because he's a lot younger than. Sure, but like, a de-aged, Marvel-fied, young Alec. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. was it was technologically yeah. impossible at the time, so you recast. I get just what you're because saying. you have okay. these toys doesn't mean you have to play with them. Give mm-hmm. us a, an actor who can give us a performance because what we're lacking in Luke Skywalker right now is like facial emotion (laughs) because it's really hard to animate that which worked better for Tarkin because he didn't have any yeah it didn't work for Leia because she's nothing but emotion Mm. you know she's a raw nerve but I don't know personally I don't need Luke Skywalker to continue Star Wars I'm sorry like for Star Wars fans I think Star Wars fans Matt I'm gonna speak for you wanted to see the Jedi Luke Skywalker would become. We always wanted to see it. And there was wish fulfillment in The Mandalorian and when he just fucking showed up and whooped everybody's ass and left. Mm. Like, that's the Luke Skywalker we dreamed about seeing. We didn't want to see a guy who throws away his lightsaber on a fucking island. (laughs) I get what you're saying. That he ran to because he was going to kill a child. Like, that's not... Almost kills his nephew because he was getting bad feelings, yeah. But again, I think... A good series doesn't have to show you that. It's what you imagine that character to be. No, but if we're we're in this world in this time period, I think Luke Skywalker has to be a part of it in that he is the the last Jedi. And you gotta show Leia. You know, they already made an excellent trilogy of novels following Return of the Jedi. The Heir to the Empire Mm -hmm. trilogy. They were excellent. They didn't need to deviate from that one bit. They could have had that guy come, you know, whatever, whatever. If only we could be making these choices, right? But we don't. But well, fans I, not only there. were they good, they're beloved by Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. So Ugh. I don't see how you can go wrong with making those into the, the sequel movies. And even if, like, I could have my dreams come true, make them animated, and just you could have had everybody come back in and do voice work. Save. Save some you know? money. Do you think... Uh... <laughs> they're not doing what the fans kind of want them to do because of like personal greed and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
I think they're just uh, intentionally going against what George Lucas would have wanted because they they believed that the prequels were a failure. Whereas Dave Filoni looked at the prequels as the creator's vision, he took that vision and he refined it in a way that George Lucas never had the ability to because the fans hated him after the, the prequels. I'm talking more of the uh, the after trilogy. Right. I think the after trilogy is a reaction, an overreaction to how much the perceived hatred of the, the prequel trilogy there was. But they kind of made the same mistakes. <laughs> they just went too far in the opposite direction. Whereas they just basically made the exact same three original trilogy movies over again. Just shinier and newer. But they don't they didn't realize what made the original trilogy so good was the characters. It wasn't the fact that, you know, Luke Skywalker destroyed the Death Star. It was the the whole setup of, you know, what is a Jedi and the mystical force that's in him that he doesn't know about and the hero's journey and the, the tragedy and all of it. Right. You know, there's that doesn't exist for Ray. Yeah, what do you mean by they went in the opposite direction, though? I don't... Of what? The prequels? Yeah. It went from a creator's vision, okay? George Lucas had a vision for what he wanted, and he completed it, versus complete fan service. And J.J. Abrams is the guy you want to pick to do that because he doesn't make movies. He makes nostalgia generators. And so The Force Awakens is just pure nostalgia, just on crack, and it's unimportant bullshit. Ryan Johnson tries to correct that mistake in making something that's interesting and different, and he gets hated for it. And so then they whiplash completely again with J.J. and then make... Uh, whatever the fuck the last one was. Bullshit. Skywalker movie. Whatever. So where did George Lucas's vision go wrong in the first three? Or the prequel? Well, he made, like, I I don't... I had a problem with him for a long, long time. We had many discussions about this, right? What people don't understand, and I think what a lot of the hatred comes from the prequel trilogy is, is that they're... They're a continuation in a lot of ways of Return of the Jedi in that he wanted to make these movies for children. The fans of the original trilogy were no longer children. They were adults, and they wanted adult movies. You know what I mean? But he made kids' I mean, movies. Because Star Wars is for fucking... It's, it's for people of all ages. So you have to make it good for children, too. Correct? Sure, but they, they totally fucked it up. I mean, yes. they could have made it for children and done it well, you know? Like, I, it doesn't... I think that there's, like, some things that he did that were bad, for sure, but I don't think that you could find a trilogy of movies with greater ambition than the prequel trilogy. They were super, super well done as far as story device. The idea that those movies have nothing to do... Like, the only thing that I, I would have done is I wouldn't have made those movies about... Obi-Wan and Anakin. I would have made them the background characters and I just would have made the movies about Palpatine. Because the movies are all about Palpatine. Everything that happens in those movies is his design. Whether the characters know about it or not. But I think that 
it is a little fan servicey to to want to fulfill fans visions of how did Anakin become Darth Vader but I don't think you had to make them the main characters to show that and then there's obvious casting problems aside from Ewan yeah. McGregor right you know what I mean? Hayden uh, Christensen's the best. I mean, I thought he was fine. I don't think I think the super young Anakin was garbage, and I do not need Jar Jar Binks at all. <laughs> I get why Jar Jar Binks exists. I mean, I do too. But do something else, like make a kids' to, movie, but do it well. If you listen to Ahmad Best talk about everything that went into making Jar Jar Binks, you'll appreciate him a lot more. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'll say about that. He was a creative partner with George Lucas from the very beginning to develop this character. Uh, he has issues with it, um, but there is there was definite thought and design behind everything. It's like you just mock Nicolas Cage for being a fucking wild man, but he actually, <laughs> there's like pathos behind everything he does, right? And it's weird. Like, you never would think that he's screaming like that because of a different movie he saw. And he's trying to copy that, you know. But that's how it was with Jar Jar. That's how it was with everything. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting old. I'm becoming much more more appreciative of George Lucas's vision than I originally was. Okay. Because as movies, they're not technically made that well. And I think that's your problem, Matt. They're made well. They're fine. I just have an issue with, like you said, they were trying to make kids film. Well, you can do that, but not make it annoying as hell. And the kid that played Anakin, the child, was like, god-awful. Yeah. And they could have done things differently. They didn't have to, like, girl, yeah, stay in the cockpit. And he's like, oops. Well, there hadn't been Billy Joel yet. I don't. Can you like he was successful as a kid in a movie already? You know what I mean? Because he's in Jingle All the Way. Like, think about before Haley Joel Osment, how many like really good kids were in a movie? Not very many. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, the Toby Maguire kid. Toby Maguire. Jonathan with Nikki. You mean Jerry Maguire? Did I say Tobin? Yeah, 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 that one. That <laughs> yeah, but he proved he couldn't really do shit either because he was in a bunch of other movies that sucked. So, yeah, well, you know, it's tough. It doesn't mean he didn't fail. He failed as a child, though. What do you mean? It's it's it is what it is. It, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that casting had the same mindset as it does today, where like you have these amazing children actors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just you picked a kid who was cute, who fits like the style of what you wanted Anakin to kind of look like, who kind of looks like a young Luke, right? And then you just like, you, you, we'll do the best we can. <laughs> you know? If only these movies could have been, he just could have waited a little bit longer. But then, you know, we wouldn't have got Ewan McGregor. So I don't know. Still might have gotten Ewan McGregor. He's doing it again. I mean, he loved making those movies, Ewan. And he loves uh, Hayden Christensen. 
So, I mean, that's got to count for something. I don't know. But, like. Okay. I don't know. It got really quiet. Yeah. It's just, like, I think that the, the sequel trilogy, as far as, like, filmmaking goes, are better made films than the prequel trilogy. I just don't think their stories are worth telling. Whereas no, they're kind of they're kind of the opposite. They're garbage that shouldn't have been made. But I think Luke doesn't have to turn out to be the asshole. Asshole. Yeah, I think the prequel trilogy is all stories worth telling, but maybe not presented in the in the best way that it could have been. Yeah, but you're you're also looking at nineteen. There started production on those movies in nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety seven. Like this is a completely different filmmaking world than what the sequel trilogy is made in. If George Lucas had that technology at his disposal, I think that if he had the volume, you know, instead of, do you guys know what the volume is? The volume is where they shoot the Mandalorian. So it's like these screens that actually show the environment and the lighting rigs Mm -hmm. are all set up to match all the lighting that's showing in the background. So, like, gotcha. they're no longer filming on a green screen. They're filming, and they're catching in camera, mm. like, live CG-created environments that parallax depending on how the camera's moving. That's really cool. It's super dope. And, like, if, had George Lucas had that, like, there is... The, I can't remember which one it's in. It's in Attack of the Clones or uh, Revenge of the Sith. There's an unfinished CG environment that Palpatine is sitting in. And you don't notice it until someone points it out to you, but it's completely unfinished. And it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Okay. But, like, that wouldn't have happened if it was just, like, already there and you're filming it in camera. It's amazing. I don't know. Well, I think we've exhausted the Star Wars talk. We should probably start week. another Star Wars podcast, Tom huh, Matt? <laughs> sure. Okay. We'll watch the cartoon show Droids. Droids? <laughs> These aren't bad. the droids you're looking for. Then the Ewoks Caravan of Courage or whatever that was called. Mm. Oh, Lord. Yep, yep. Boring! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm going to hit the button. You ready to hit the button? Hit the button. Well, Star Wars talk with the movie dummies is over. We'll be back next week. We probably won't be talking about Star Wars at all since there's <laughs> nothing happening. Um, oh, man, I wanted to talk to you guys about some Oscar snubs and flubs. Next week. Maybe next, next week. Next week. How does Denis Villeneuve not get nominated as Best Director? Whatever. So we'll be back next week to talk more bullshit with y'all. Okay? Mm. Yeah, so thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. Um, hit us up on Instagram at Movie Dummies Podcast. We have posts and stuff there. We'll interact with you over there. Yeah. Well, so until next time, I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. Oh, man. <laughs> Everything really wrapped up nicely. That's right, Homer. Yep. Uh-huh. Cheese bags. Give it to me, Mommy. <laughs> Cheese bags. Mm. I found Jeez, that, that drop man. again. That's one of the things I was looking for. <sighs> Yay! Not Kevin Bacon. Along with this. Fucking cockass! Bye, yeah. y'all. Bye. <laughs>